Coming to you live. Live. And podcasting around the globe. You're listening to the Deal Farm Podcast. Guaranteed to tickle your real estate loving ear holes. And now, here's your host, world-renowned TV heartthrob and investor extraordinaire, Ken Corsini. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with the Best Deal Ever Show. On today's episode, I am joined by Corey Raymond. Corey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. The question is, you being in Green Bay, how are you doing? Because how uh, freaking cold is it today? Yeah, it, it, well, as as of us recording this, I think we have some negative wind chills happening today of uh, somewhere around negative 15, negative 20, something Oof. like that. Yeah, just a normal day. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of investors around the country, but you're the only one I know that's in Green Bay that does real estate. Investing. What is that like to be in Green Bay and, and be a real estate investor? How is that you know, different it, because it's so dang cold up there? Yeah, I mean, it makes, uh, so our primary business model is wholesaling. So sometimes like we'll set up, um, opportunities for investors to go through these properties we're wholesaling and then we'll have like a blizzard or something and it's like okay oh, it's gosh. like you can't really put it on the newscast of like on the ticker going on the bottom like oh Corey Raymond's inspection period's closed today like we can't do that so right, it, right. it makes it a little bit of a logistical challenge sometimes hey I will say this funny story you actually can call into the news it's uh, like when i first started my business i had like two people working for me and we had like a snow day yeah i called our local news station up and said at hey, georgia residential partners is going to be closed for business today and sure enough what? man they put it on the bottom i'm taking pictures that's, of it i was so excited that, dude like, that's awesome was, i'm yes. totally doing that next time we get an ice storm or a blizzard try right 100 take some pictures Free advertising free advertising <laughs> you look way bigger than you actually are that's right <laughs> that's hilarious absolutely so you guys primarily do wholesaling in, uh, yeah. In yeah. So we, uh, we wholesale primarily, um, is like the main, I'd say transactional day to day type of type of stuff. And yep. then, um, and then we've, we've gotten into the multifamily apartment space more for our passive long-term buy and hold strategy. Nice. And how long yeah. have you guys been in business? Uh, we got started in 2016. So we're still, we're Dude. still do pretty new. I would say. So a little bit what behind the ears, man. 2016. Yeah. How many we haven't have gotten you guys spanked done? in the, Oh, nine in the oh nine well, trend good, yet. So. Good for you. Just learn from yeah. other people's mistakes, right? That's right. That's right. Um, how many deals have we done? Uh, this year we'll do about 48 wholesale deals is what nice. we'll close. We've got several others that just got pushed into next year, but, uh, and then multifamily, I think we've picked up three this year and then, uh, we've got one under contract that'll close coming up in January. Uh, you bought three. How big are the multifamily deals? Two of them were 16 and then the latest one was 28 units. Okay. Man, that's fantastic. Yeah. Are you, are you syndicating those? No, no, no. We don't. No. We brought the only one that we have a partner in was a guy. He found the deal for us. And um, so we, we offered him some equity in the deal as kind of a, hey, thanks for bringing us the deal. Don't bring it to anybody else kind of thing. Yeah, right, right. And, and don't go shopping this. We'll get you in on it. And give, you right. some, give you some skin in the game. So, man, that's but, killer. Yeah. You picked up three good sized multifamily deals right out of the gates, man. You haven't even been at that very long. So that's killer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of learning experience for sure, but it's, sure. Been, it's been good. It's been a great year. So what, what's working for you guys in Green Bay? I, is there a ton of competition or is there not much competition? Are you just doing direct mail? What does that look like? Yeah. I mean, we, there's other people that do what we do. A lot of people have kind of a different, um, you know, they're trying to get into it maybe or whatever the case is, but we've, we've, I think we got in at a really good time here in Green Bay where there was nobody really professionally Mm -hmm. wholesaling, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to come in and just treat it like a, a, like a business and be consistent with our marketing and things like that. And 
and for that now we've grown and now we have employees and an office. I mean, it's been, it's been amazing, but there, there's not like, there's not, there's people that are wholesaling and there's people that are investors here um, that have different means for acquiring properties maybe than what we do. So they'll pick up deals that we don't get yeah. for various reasons. But um, I would say that we're very fortunate in the sense that there's not a lot of competition, but we're also in a really small market. I mean, Green Bay is about a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people. So really that's it. That's it. It's amazing that you have a pro football team with a hundred thousand yeah. people, right? Yeah. We always joke that we can fit like the whole city in the stadium on Sundays. So <laughs> yeah. There's like all of Wisconsin converge on green Bay on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like takeover. And Is if it? you're not there, you stay home. You don't go anywhere. You, you stay at the home and you watch the game. And it's like tumbleweeds go rolling across the streets here. There's like, nobody right. out. yeah. Right. That's, yeah. So do you have uh, season tickets? I don't. My, my brother does. And my uncle does. Okay. But yeah. They're not easy to come by, right? I and mean, those are like kind of passed down sort of thing. It's like you you have to get on the waiting list and then you're on it for like 30 years or something crazy. Really? Before you can get access to season tickets here. Yeah, it's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But only 100,000 people. So yeah, that's a small market. Do you farm outside of Green Bay or mostly just in Green Bay? Yeah, so there's a, a, a little bit smaller city just about a half hour south of us called Appleton, Wisconsin. So we kind of go between those two. We, we go Brown County and out of Gamey County. Those are the two counties Green Bay and Appleton are in. Gotcha. That's our primary market. We tried to expand to some other areas and it just, there it, it wasn't worth it. So we yeah. decided let's just focus on these two cities and yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of run it there. I mean, the fact that you can pull out 50 deals out of a, out of a town that small, that's pretty awesome. Those are yeah. Numbers. It's, yeah. It's been, it's been, like I said, it's been a good year for sure. So yeah. last three years, is there one deal in particular that stands out as your best deal ever? Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's, it's, it's a, the best deal just because it really just kind of opened us up to, new possibilities and new, you know, the deal I mentioned we have under contract, we're closing in January. It kind of spawned back from this deal. So it was a 16 unit, one of the 16 unit apartments that we picked up. Mm -hmm. um, and we do a lot of direct mail. We do text, we do cold call, you know, we spend a lot of good money in marketing. Mm -hmm. And one of my, one of my favorite things about this is it was a zero cost acquisition. It happened. I was at Aria and uh, they, they gave us the opportunity to go around and say what we were looking for. And I got on the mic and said, hey, I'm, I'm looking to pick up some apartments if anybody knows of anything. Um, and there happened to be a real estate agent there who I'd never met before. Didn't know him from Adam. It was his first meeting. And he, you know, I sat down, he leaned over and he's like, hey, Corey, I got a 16 unit. I'm going to list tomorrow. I'll talk oh, to you after. Wow. I'm like, okay, wow. perfect. Wow. So we got to talking, he kind of gave me the numbers on it and, and shared a little bit of information about it. And I said, great, let's go look at it tomorrow and we'll put an offer in and let's move on. And he's like, really, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, let's go, come on. So, um, so we, we got there, we looked at it. He told me they were all two bedrooms and the first apartment we walked into, I, I, had to, I was opening all the closet doors looking for the second bedroom and there, there was none. Oh, so no. it turns out they were all one bedrooms, oh, but no. uh, it was fine. The numbers still work good. We, uh, we, we picked it up for five forty five, um, and then we, uh, wow. it, it needed some work, you know, it wasn't in pristine condition. Yeah. It needed some work. There were some, some nasty, nasty apartments in there. Were they uh, renovated? I mean, were they occupied? Yeah, it was fully occupied. It was. Yeah. When we got it, um, there was one unit that was on the way out. So we, we, it was great cause we got to renovate that as soon as we took it over and fill that unit at full market rent. Yeah. Right away when we took it over. But so what was, were rents at the time? He was averaging like four fifty a unit. Okay. I think. Well, yeah. So I mean, now, that's still so that cash flow day one. I mean, crap. Yeah. Units of four fifty one for only five hundred forty five thousand. Right. 
Right. That's nuts. So, yeah. so what, what was the, what is, was your projected market rent for the, for the building? Um, I, when I bought it, I, when I was running my analysis, I, I was trying to be a little bit safe and I figured about 575 to 595 yep. was the rent. But we actually, since we've been upgrading some of the units as we've gone, we're getting about 625 a unit right now. Wow. So, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so how did you fund the deal? How did you pull it, how did you pull together the acquisition and the rehab funds? Well, and this was my, this is why I chose this deal. Cause this is what really opened us up. There's some local banks in our area. And I, I, I found out through the masterminds and different groups we're in that we're kind of in a unique area, or maybe there's people out there that just don't have these conversations with their local community banks. Um, but the bank offered to give us 80% of the stabilized appraised value or after repair value, if we're talking a different terminology. Yep. And so what they did is they sent the appraiser through and we kind of gave them like our scope of work of what we were planning to do to improve the property and where we thought rents could be and all those sort of things. So yep. then they did, they did the appraisal based on those figures and they came back at like seven seventeen or something as an appraised wow. value. Yeah. And then the bank gave us 80% of the 717. So we actually got a check from the bank at closing for about $40,000 after all the rent prorations and security deposits and everything got settled, um, which we were able to stick into some of the units and start improving the property day one. Did they give you any of the money that, did they give you the money for the repairs or they just gave you, here's 80% of, of the improved value. Now you go fix it yourself or what, what did that look like for the improvements? Yeah, they just said, hey, you know, 80% of 717 is whatever it was, 573 or 580 something, whatever mm -hmm. that number was. And they just said, here, after all the settlement comes out, here's a check for 40,000. I think it was like $802. Have fun. Like, they didn't even like hold that in some sort of escrow to make sure no. you used it towards repairs. No, they were just like, go do it. And then, but they do a checkup. So you have like, they give you a six month interest only loan. Okay. And it's almost like a construction loan. So then you kind of, you have to tell them when you're doing the appraisal, what you're planning to do to improve the property. And then they come back six months later and they check to see, did you actually do the improvements that you said you were going to do? And then they sign off on the, then they term it out on a 20 year. Okay. Uh, I got you. That is an awfully trusting local bank, man, to hand yeah. you over the money and say, I trust you to just do the repairs. Yeah. And we had done a couple deals with them, you know, yeah. smaller deals before. So we had a good relationship with them. The first deal, I think we had to put a little bit of money in, into the deal and stuff like that. But once we built up a track record and a little bit of a relationship with them, then they're just like, Hey, yeah, we know you do good stuff. Here you go. That is the power of relationship with a good local bank, man. It can go yes. a long way. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So how much did the repairs actually end up costing? Well, it's, it's kind of like an ongoing thing, Ken, what we've done and, and thankfully we have a successful wholesaling business. So mm -hmm. we look at our passive stuff. We don't take any money from the real estate, you know, the passive real estate right now on yeah. these apartments, we've acquired, you know, three of them here in the last year. So we're just taking every time we turn a unit, we just take whatever rent money we have sitting in the bank. We put that into the repair of turning a unit, but each unit on average, it's probably about 3000 bucks to, uh, upgrade, you know, paint the cabinets, put some new countertops in, redo the bathroom. Right. Um, most of the flooring was already LVP when we got it, which was nice. Yep. So we didn't have to replace that on, on a bad, lot of the units. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not, you're really not spending that over 16 units, 3000 per, I mean, that's not a crazy amount of money. You got right. more than half of that right out of the gates too. Yeah. Yeah. And we did, we did, we improved, like we fixed the roofs and stuff. They were older. So that cost, that was a good chunk, about 24,000 bucks okay. to replace all the roofs. There's four gotcha. different buildings on it. So gotcha. um, 
so that was a big chunk right out of the gates. And then we turned that one unit and then it was nice. We had cash flow coming in day one and um, we were able to, and it was interest only loan for the six months. So we were able to just stick a lot of that money right back into improving the units as we turned them. Yep. So you've now turned out to a 20 year AM after it converted to like a 20 year amortization. Yep. Yep. Okay. And yep. so what does that look like right now in terms of cash flow for you guys? Yeah, right now we are cash flowing about 2000 a month. Um, once we get the rents fully to market value or at least pretty close, we should be about three to 4,000 a month of, gotcha. of cash flow. So how many of the units have, uh, have been renovated and brought up to market rent? Just curious. I think we have nine of them that are upgraded. Okay. All seven, right. We have seven left that are still, they're decent. They're not, we actually just walked through one the other day and the lady moved out and our, our maintenance guy said, Hey, what do you want to do here? Do you want to completely, you know, turn this thing or do you just want to get somebody in here? And right now the market in green Bay is really good for rents rentals. Yep. So his recommendation was there's not a lot of people that are, have any vacancy right now in green Bay. Cause not a lot of people want to move. Mm-hmm. in December in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, so he sure, said that sure. but the people that do are looking for a place, are desperate and they need a place and they'll pay, you know, a premium right now just to be able to move into a, a nice place like this. So that one is pretty much just going to clean it, uh, maybe throw some new paint on the walls and put it on the market and rent it out. Get the full amount. Yeah. So yeah. every time somebody's lease expires, they move out, you come in, spend three grand or so if you need to yep. and, and bring it up to speed. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. So, uh, so you originally bought it for four fifty. You've put uh, no five forty five. Yep. Appraised for seven seventeen. What's long term? Is there any plan to exit it at some point in the future? And if so, what do you think you'd sell it for? Um, I don't think so. Like my goal with these is to hang on to them as long as I can. Yep. Um, it, it, I mean, as I grow, like I we went from a couple sixteens. Now we went to a twenty eight. Now we're at a thirty four. So I can see like mentally my progression is like, oh, okay, now I want a hundred unit and I want this. So. I mean, down the road, maybe we would look to package up some of the smaller ones and sell those and 1031 exchange into something bigger. Yep. Um, but for now, we're just going to hang on to them as long as we can. We're putting all the work into them and keep, just keep them, keep good tenants in there, hopefully keep them long-term and let those things cash flow, let them pay down the debt, take sure. the tax, tax benefits and, and, uh, and hopefully yeah. down the road, you know, 20 years, we got a free and clear apartment. Yep. Yep. That's awesome, dude. So for an apartment that size, 16 units isn't huge. Do you have an on-site property manager? What does that look like? No, actually what I've done this year um, with all of our apartments, I have a different property management company that manages each one of them. And I did that kind of more because I, I wanted to test them out and mm-hmm. I let them know that I have different ones. So they're competing, yep, but, smart. you know, hopefully do that. So I'm, I'm kind of evaluating the property management companies over this, over this 12 month span. And we're going to see how they've performed and, you know, things I like and don't like about certain ones. And then we'll probably make some shifts to consolidate uh, some of that to either one company or maybe down to two companies um, until we can get to the point where we have maybe 150 to 200 units. Then we'd look at bringing on a onsite, somebody that just works specifically for us and um, or not onsite, but somebody who works specifically just for us in the the rental business. Yeah. Yeah. Have your own in-house property manager. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Amazing, man. So, uh, this was one, was this your first multifamily that you, you kind of stepped into? This was our second one. Was your second so this was, Yeah, this was the second one. Gotcha. But it, it definitely opened up a lot of doors to start to get into some of the bigger stuff with the bank. Yeah, so what did you learn? Like, what did you learn through the process? What would you do differently or did you do differently going forward from having done this deal? Um, man, moving forward, the, the thing that I did differently is I just started to have a lot more confidence and knowing that I had 
the, the relationship with these guys and their lending program, I was like, well, geez, if, as long as I can buy the property right, or I have that equity built in, you know, from day one based on what the rents are and the NOI is today versus where it should be based on the market, as long as I have that spread there, I can pretty much just go out and find as many as the bank will keep letting me have as long as I have that spread there and not have to bring any money to the table to buy these properties and they'll give me money to improve it. I'm like, this is a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep buying them. And so the, one of the best deals that we'll probably ever do financially um, in our career, our short career is the one that we have under contract for the 34 units. Um, that one we're picking up for 725. It's got a full like five office spaces on the first level that aren't even rented. We don't even count that in the 34 units. Um, it's got a basement that could be put, you know, built into storage. And based on my evaluation, I think it should appraise on that same type of appraisal, like a stabilized appraised value. Once the rents are up, it should be around a 1.2 to 1.5 wow. appraisal. So Immediate we're going to be equity. able, yeah. And we're going to be, we have a Airbnb right on the Bay of Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Um, that's been doing really well, but it's, we bought it kind of like for our own personal, we're like, you know, once we have this thing paid off, then we can just, we don't have to rent it. We can just go, you know, summer, spend the summer out there. And so that was a huge goal for us. You know, we put it down on paper. It was like, let's pay that cottage off hundred percent. So we don't have to be renting it out. And um, the, again, coming back to the relationship with that banker, I had a conversation with them based on my assessment. I said, Hey, if this appraisal does come in at that 1.3 or 1.4 mark, could we, take our debt on our cottage, wipe it off the cottage, move it over to the apartment. And then you guys fund the apartment. And he's like, yeah, as long as the numbers work. Wow. We don't have a problem with that. And then he's like, if you guys want to pull a line of credit, then on the cottage and use that. I have no cash. problem with that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, great. That's awesome. So that just opened up that apartment, that 16 unit really just opened up just so many possibilities, you know, with what we're doing moving forward that, that's kind of when I started thinking about the best deal. I'm like, that has to be the best deal because it's just opening up so much more yeah. as we continue to, to keep pushing forward. So the, the key here, folks, is to move to Green Bay and a <laughs> relationship with uh, Corey's bank. <laughs> the two is a, it's a winning combination right now. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. amazing. The, the fact that there's still multifamily with those, that kind of, those kind of numbers just around. I mean, it sounds like they're not that hard to find and pick up where you are and then have a bank on the other side that's just going to give you the 80% right out of the gates. That's yeah. a winning combination is what that it's is. It's a winning combination. So I'm going to take advantage of it as long as I can. And hopefully you delay releasing this podcast for quite a while. <laughs> right, right. And nobody <laughs> starts flooding the Green Bay market. <laughs> you got like three months. Nobody wants to be there in the winter anyways. Right. That's true. that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's right. Corey, this was awesome, man. Thanks for, so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot, Ken. All right. Talk soon. All right. All right, sit tight, you Deal Farm listeners. We've got more coming up in just a second. But for right now, I want you to do something for me. I want you to pick up your phone. Now, if you're driving, just wait till you get to the next stoplight. I want you to go to your Amazon app. I want you to type in Profit Like the Pros. You'll see my paperback book published by Bigger Pockets come up. Okay, now just hit the order button. See how easy that was? Here's the deal, in just two days, you're gonna be enjoying 25 amazing stories of seasoned investors sourcing and funding and profiting from all types of real estate investments. Okay, back to the show, except in this segment, we're gonna talk about the deals that didn't go so well. Hope you enjoy.
All right, so I'm talking with my good friend, Corey Raymond. Corey, we want to hear about your worst deal ever. Let's hear uh, it. Well, there's, there's so many to choose from, Ken, but initially <laughs> when you said it, the first one that came to mind, we had a, a property that we, we, uh, we got a call from this lady. It was a wholesale type of a situation. Yep. It was a manufactured home or a mobile home, which I don't have any experience in doing that. Um, and if you know, if you met, you met Carrie, right? My yep. wife, yeah. she's always like, stay in our lane, just focus on what we do. We're really good at certain things. Well, this property happened to be about 45 minutes away in a really small, small town. And I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way we could possibly lose in this deal, honey. We got to go for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the mobile home, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? This is, <laughs> this is a smoking deal, you know, whatever. So we, uh, we picked up, it was a mobile home. I think we bought it for like 30 grand or something like that. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, all we have to do is really just, you know, upgrade the cosmetics. This thing should be, you know, an $85,000, $90,000 house based on what I can see. And um, so we trying to get a contractor to go out there after I bought it was a, a challenge. It happened yeah. to be going into winter, which was not great here as we was, you know, with the pipes freezing and things like that. And so what ended up happening is um, we had a contractor going through, they, they did all the, you know, put new floors in, put new cabinets, counters, you know, we ended up of course spending more money than we thought we were going to sure. spend. Yeah. Um, turns out the roof had a, a, a spot on the back that was leaking. So then that got into the bathroom. So we had to redo the whole ceiling and everything else in the bathroom, then do the back side of the roof. Um, <laughs> then the, I, we don't know who it was, but the story is the lady who we bought it from, apparently her kids were like the town troublemakers. Of course. And so they were still living in the same town. And so when nobody was there, they would come over to the house and you could see foot tracks like all around the house cause there's snow and somebody was like just busted in the back door and opening it up. And the furnace is like right inside the back door basically. And so that whole thing froze all the oh, pipes no. burst underneath. Oh, uh, no. Oh yeah. It was they weren't bad. stealing anything. They just wanted to come in the house and look around. They just, they just wanted to come and like mess with us. So they yeah. would just come and open the door, leave it wide open. And, yeah. uh, and then, and then uh, we found after we, so we fixed that, put a new furnace in, we had to resecure the back door. Um, then they were taking a BB gun and they were going and shooting up the house with this BB gun. <laughs> you deserved it. For yeah. buying their, their old house. Why would I buy? Yeah. yeah. Why not buy their old house? Now yeah. I can't confirm that it was them, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the town. The townies over there told me that's most likely the culprits who it was. <laughs> so we ended up, we still have the house. Actually, we tried to wholesale it first of all, and they, we didn't wholesale it because everybody's like, well, why would I drive to this town and flip a house? I'm like, why? You can't lose. You know, right. it's a mobile home, man. It's, it's a mobile awesome. home, dude. These are awesome. You take them anywhere. Um, so, <laughs> We ended up, then we were like, well, that's why we got to, we're like, let's flip it. And then we couldn't sell it on the market because there's BB gun holes all over it and nobody What'd wants What'd you list it? it? So you listed it and just nobody wanted it? Yeah, I think we listed it like 75,000 or something. We were like, let's just, okay. let's just try to break even on this thing and walk away. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that didn't happen. So then we actually ended up finding a tenant buyer. So they're okay. in there, they're in there, they're paying their rent and they're, they, they gave us a little option money. So we recouped a little bit of cash. So, so it's a lease purchase. Yeah. Lease so, purchase. And what are they paying monthly? Seven fifty. Okay. Hey, so that's not horrible. We, we won't, we won't lose. It was just like financially, it's not going to be the worst deal we've ever done. But I mean, yeah. it was like the stress of like, we're trying to wholesale deals and I've got like 
is going on 45 minutes away pipes freezing every day it was something else oh somebody else broke into the property and it's like come on man oh man welcome to my world i've got way too many houses in downtown atlanta that are like just every day what 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 went missing what got stolen (laughs) i got a i got a house literally right now where all the windows were just shot out really oh yeah it happens all the time it's like just yeah it's normal day for us it's crazy oh my gosh. now i don't have any mobile homes i will say that although now comparatively maybe i want mobile homes i don't know compared to <laughs> houses that are not the best neighborhoods right exactly yeah well, hey, stick kudos, a mobile home park, man. yeah you know hey there's that there, that's not a horrible strategy if you do oh, it right that's right um well good for you though for and i've done this before where you have a, a really crappy house that won't sell and like as a backup a plan b a lease purchase is a great plan b because somebody yeah. can't get financing you know, this is an opportunity for them and covers your nut hopefully are close to and then maybe the purchase price is a little higher and there's no yeah. commissions the next thing you yeah. know you're you're getting out you know a year right. or two down the road the trick is with those just hook them up with a, either a good loan officer that's giving them credit counseling or yeah. I've paid for credit counseling for lease purchase tenants before. We, we make, we made them as part of their agreement, sign up with our credit counseling company. That we You're on it, dude. You were yeah. on it, man. Awesome. They should be able to get a loan. Like there's some, there's some banks here that are like, you know, they'll take the lower credit score, higher risk people. Of course, they're going to pay a little higher interest rate and everything yeah. else. They should be at this point, they should be able to get approved for it. Now it's just a matter of like getting them to, do the paperwork to do it that's the challenge i'm having right now it's like hey yeah. you know you guys could be paying down principal every month instead of just paying me rent yeah why don't you guys buy this thing right right so. i've been there man trying to convince somebody to hurry up and buy your house and right <laughs> it makes sense financially you get the tax write-off and the mortgage interest and yeah <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's still just like whew, right yeah ahead. yeah they're like well i'd have to fill out some paperwork <laughs> exactly yeah so much work <sighs> that's awesome yeah. Corey, this is a good one. It's a classic one, man. The house that won't sell that you go lease purchase and you still, hopefully you turn some lemonade out of these lemons though. Sounds That's like right. you're in the process of doing it. So uh, hopefully as long as it doesn't flood, it's right next to a river that seems to rise every spring. And oh, as long as we don't have a lot of snow. Knock on wood. Don't speak that into existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them to purchase it before spring, Ken. Exactly. Yes. Hurry up. Give them yes. some incentive. I, you know, Hey, sometimes I'll even discount it. Look, if you can close in the next two months, I'm taking 5,000 off the purchase price. Boom, and then all of a sudden, a yeah, then they're filling out the paperwork. That's a great idea. I think I'm going to do that today. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, I appreciate you sharing with us. This is a good one, man. Awesome, man. Appreciate you. All right. Talk soon. All right. All right. Hey, Deal Farm listeners. If you haven't heard, I just recently released a book through Bigger Pockets Publishing called Profit Like the Pros. If you dig the Best Deal Ever podcasts, you will definitely want to get your hands on this book. I take 25 stories from some of the top investors in the country and distill them down into 25 separate chapters that will not only entertain you, but educate and inspire you in all different facets of real estate investing. Wholesaling and flipping to self-storage, multifamily and commercial, we get into the details of short sales, subject twos, and even land flipping. And whether you're a brand new investor or you have years of experience under your belt, I promise you this book will engage you. If you would, take a minute, go to Amazon and order this book, Profit Like the Pros. And if you like it, please leave us a review. Thanks so much, folks, and I will see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.